Welcome to the Block Ops Bitcoin and Crypto Mining Podcast. This is Block Ops, also sometimes known as Rolf or Slaus, and it is the 6th of March, 2020. Got some updates for you. I know I haven't been doing these podcasts as often, but I figure I wait until I have something to say, and then I'll share it with you. And one of the things I was thinking about the other day is when I've been doing something for a while, and I've been, I've been mining for a while now, I sometimes get a feeling for what needs to be done. But I find it hard to put into words why it needs to be done. So um, I figure that in this case, I'll tell you some of the things that I'm doing right now. And maybe I have good reasons and maybe I don't. But in some cases, what I'm doing, it's built up over the years of experience. And I just feel that this is the right thing to do and talk about at this time. So anyway... Uh, it's about two months from the Bitcoin halvening and Bitcoin mining and Bitcoin cash uh, also happening uh, is a large part of what I'm doing as mining. And imports from China have slowed down. Right now, people are worried about the coronavirus. Uh, so who knows where that's going to end up. <clears throat> Bitmain, Bitmain just announced the Antminer S19 uh, SHA-256 miner, so I don't know, 105 terahash at 3,000 watts or something like that. And the Bitcoin hash rate is slowly going up. So just like I said in the last podcast, I'm not buying any new Bitcoin miners now. I'm going to wait until the halvening and see what the market's like for mining gear. Not sure what's going to go on with the price versus the hash rate, but I do feel that there are a number of people that have mining gear now that are profitable now that won't be profitable after the halvening. So a month or two or three months after the <clears throat> halvening, they're going to internalize that. They're probably going to stop buying new gear. They may sell their used gear either to a broker or on eBay or things like that. So I have the feeling that in June, July, August, there's going to be a bunch of gear on the market uh, for a lower price than it is now. So I'm, I'm waiting. So what am I doing while I'm waiting? Uh, am I just doing nothing? No, there's always, there's always things to do. And so we'll talk about a little bit of uh, maintenance and, and a few other things like that. But if you're new to mining or you're looking to mining, this is the time that you want to be building up your infrastructure. Now, you want to make sure before you buy any miners that you want to have a location, power, internet, and you understand what it is that you're going to be doing And once you do start mining. I, I remember a few years ago, I'd periodically get calls. People like, yeah, I'm ready to buy a thousand miners and plug them in. I'm like, okay, well, do you know what mining's all about? And they're like, no, I, I figure, I'll figure it out. I'm like, well, buy one miner. And you can do that today. You can go buy a used Antminer S9 or L3 or whatever for less than a few hundred dollars, plug it in. And once you can figure out how to convert that device, what it produces, into your local currency to pay for electricity, you're ahead of like 50% of the other people that, that want to mine. So there's a lot of prep steps you can do now, even if you're not looking to buy miners. Uh, which I, I don't recommend you buy miners until a few months from now. Everybody's in their own situation, but that's what I'm doing and that's what I'm feeling. Uh, and then after the halving happens, for what we're going to do, we're, we're looking at probably unplugging our Antminer S9s uh, for a few months, depending on uh, the price and profitability. Uh, my expectation is for our power price situation uh, that they're going to be unprofitable for a while. Now, it depends. They might not stay unprofitable. What we did with our Antminer L3s 
when the Litecoin happening happened last summer in the middle of 2019, uh, for a number of months afterwards, they were unprofitable. We had unplugged them just because didn't want to be losing money. But the funny thing happened. So many people were unprofitable and so many people unplugged their script miners that based on hash rate and price, our miner L3s were profitable again. So we plugged them back in and we're still running them. And that's the cool thing about being able to mine with multiple algorithms at the same time in your mining facility. Uh, hopefully, our Antminer L3s are going to continue to stay profitable for a while because the halvening happened last year. And we're still mining on our Equihash miners also. Had a good chance to buy those used in the November, December timeframe of 2019. And uh, the halvening on Zcash and Horizon isn't happening until November, December of 2020. So those are going to continue to be profitable for a while. So it's nice to have that. Um, now, when we unplug our Antminer S9s, we may plug them back in or we may end up taking them off the shelves six months from now and then stacking them up. But I'm not going to throw them away because used miners, not only are they always good for spare parts, my Antminer D3s are, are spare parts right now. Uh, the boards on those are good replacement boards for the Antminer L3 control boards and the, the fans on them work on just about anything. Um, but it may turn out that if the price of Bitcoin goes up so much that people are going to be wanting to buy used Antminer S9s uh, I don't know, two, three years from now. So we've got a warehouse. We're going to make sure they're cleaned out, stacked up. Uh, not going to put too much work into them after we unplug them. But that's what we're planning on doing. So that's why we didn't keep the boxes that they came in. So we can ship them, uh, put them back in the boxes and ship them to people if it gets to the point where we're going to be able to sell those again. Now, uh, because we're still in the first half of the uh, bull market price cycle, according to what I can figure out anyway. Uh, if you go back to my uh, podcast on how to operate during the various stages of the cryptocurrency price cycle, this is the time to be uh, paying your bills, obviously, always got to be paying your bills, uh, and then retaining some cryptocurrency uh, against the price rise. So right now, everything that we're mining, it's uh, a bit more profitable than what our power bill is. So we're mining, transferring uh, some of it to the exchanges, and then putting in limit orders on the exchange so that during the month, when the price bounces around a little bit, we catch those peaks and sell the crypto at the higher prices. So that's kind of the steady state operating that we're doing. Now, it's also getting warmer, and that means it's maintenance time. So I don't know about you, but I don't like doing maintenance when it's really, really, really cold, unless I have to, uh, or when it's really, really hot. So spring and fall are our big maintenance periods, and there's a bunch of things that we do uh, on, on maintenance uh, for both the facility uh, as well as the miners themselves, and I'll talk about that. But first, I want to do a little sideline on what's the purpose of the exercise? Why is it that you're running a mining farm in the first place? Is it something that you enjoy doing? Is it a hobby? Uh, that's great when it's small, but when it gets a bit bigger, the whole purpose is to put money to work. And so if you have some investable funds, just having it sitting there in the bank or whatever you want to put it in that's close to being able to transfer, you know, whether it's gold or, or cryptocurrency, 
it just sits there. It's not working for you. So one of the keys, and I learned this first when I read the book back in the mid-90s, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, was you want to take your money and put it to work for you. And a great way to put it to work for you is in a business that you are the owner of. So here in the United States, start an LLC by yourself or with partners, uh, put the money into that, and then invest the money into businesses. That way the income is offset by the expenses, uh, and so you can minimize your taxes that way. And it's important to minimize your taxes because you have to pay taxes. Not paying taxes is is one of the uh, quickest ways to go out of business. So the purpose of the exercise is to invest into infrastructure and then have it giving send you an income stream monthly back to you. Now, with with mining, the uh, to me the idea is you want the cost and setup and system in such a way that you can have all the money that you invested paid back at the three to four year point and then continue making money beyond that. If you're looking at getting paid back in a five to ten year point, I don't know. A lot can happen in five to ten years. I, I prefer to invest in something where I can get you know thirty to forty percent annual return, get get all my money back at the three to four year point, and then be making money with the business that I've been built. So to me, that's the purpose of the exercise. And then who knows what you want to do with the business after that? You may want to continue running it. Uh, you may want to take on a, a partner and sell it. Uh, you may want to, at, as we near the height of the Bitcoin price cycle, if someone comes to offer to buy the business from you, to sell it to them. There's a lot of pe- reasons people sell businesses. But that's the other thing. When you get into something, you may want to think about how it is that you're going to get out at a certain point in the future. Um, so one of our, our mining farms was at a location where we leased a warehouse. We did a four-year lease. And this was right after the last Bitcoin happening. And I said, look, we're going to do a four-year lease because we're not sure what's going to happen at, at the next happening. And so it turns out that what we're going to do at that location uh, is we're going to let the lease expire later on this year. And we're going to take all our electrical gear that we spent a lot of money on and fans and things like that. And we're going to repurpose it into containers. And uh, we're going to convert the electrical gear from being set up to as a 208 volt uh, three phase, so phase to phase connections. We're going to set it up to be able to work in a 415 volt phase to neutral configuration, which is going to be more efficient and give us 240 volts at the miner uh, instead of uh, 208 volts. And, and move that into containers and then bring the containers uh, up to another location so we can consolidate all our mining in one place. So. That was the plan for for that business. We weren't sure if we were going to change it at the four-year point or shut it down. Because that's an option, too. Maybe you want to start a business, operate it for a while, make a bunch of money, and then shut it down. Sell it. uh, Or other other things like that. Uh, So speaking of that, there are people that reach out to me periodically on the contact form on my website at blockoperations.com. And tell me that they have mining farms for sale or, or, or mining opportunities. One of the guys that reached out recently is someone that started a few years ago, um, built out, I think it's a one to two megawatt farm in Paraguay, right near the uh, the big power generating dam there. It's the second biggest power generating dam in the world. Uh, I think it's the 
Itaipu Dam. Anyway, if you're if you're interested in buying an operating mining, mining farm near the second biggest electric power dam in the world with good prices down in Paraguay, reach out to me. Let me know. I'll put you in touch with those folks. Um, and why do people want to sell? And, and that's that's why I always ask. It's it's, it's the same when um, um, I'm looking to hire somebody. Uh, I ask them, why is it that you want to change jobs? And there's a lot of people reasons that people want to sell their businesses. If you're looking to sell a business, of course, you want to try to sell it at the peak of the market, but that's not always possible. Sometimes there's reasons that people have to sell that uh, don't fit in with the timing of the market. Um, sometimes people, they get tired of doing it. They have a better opportunity to use their skills somewhere else. Uh, maybe they need the money due to a divorce or a health issue, uh, sometimes falling out with a business partner or other reasons. Anyway, if you want mining infrastructure, I feel I think now is a good time to buy it. Uh, and then, like I said earlier, wait on buying the miners until until June, July, August time frame. Okay, so, um, oh yeah, and that's the other reason people sell is they've been able to... Uh, uh, write off all the expenses that they have and they need to turn around and buy something new so they can do that again. Um, maintenance. So let's talk about what kind of maintenance that we do. So there's maintenance on the facility and there's maintenance on the miners themselves. So first of all, maintenance on the facility. What do you got on the facility? Well, you, you got the building itself. Uh, so sometimes there's roof leaks, but you got to take care of those when those happen. Um, fans and electrical and then just all the other stuff that goes into it. Now, the fans that I get, they're big industrial fans that should have a good you know, 10 to 15 year lifetime if they're treated properly. And one of the biggest things to uh, make sure fans are treated properly is to lubricate the bearings. So uh, the bearings are what you know, allow the rotating part to connect to the non-rotating part. And you look at what the all fans come with instruction manuals. You look at what the instruction manual says, they'll say, well, you know, uh, lubricate the bearings every 6 to 12 months. But in a mining farm, you're operating these fans nonstop, 24 hours a day. So you probably want to be looking at, at lubricating the bearings uh, possibly every 3 to 6 months. And this is with a good quality lube, so get your grease gun out, figure out how to lubricate uh, the bearings on your fans, and do this on a regular basis at least every 6 months. Next is you're going to have some kind of filters. Make sure, you know, if your filters get clogged, you got to clean them right there and then. But you at least need to be clear, cleaning the filters uh, every six months. So spring and fall is a good time to do that. Uh, for our facility, we have metal mesh replaceable or metal mesh filters. And so we'll take those out. We'll uh, lay them on the ground, uh, power wash them, and then put them back in place. Some people have paper filters. Uh, it's a great setup as well. You know, you know replace the, the paper filters. Um, all right, so fans, filters, then minor maintenance. So over time, minor parts break. So, now, a typical ASIC miner isn't very complicated. It's got intake and exhaust fans, it's got a control board, and it's got hash boards. And then it has wires that connect the, the few of those things. So first off, if you're going to have a bunch of miners, it's good to have spare parts on hand. So I, one of the reasons I like using Bitmain miners, they sell spare parts. They have warranties. And even if your stuff's out of warranty, they'll repair it. So the first thing is, if you don't want to do any of this minor maintenance yourself, 
you can always send it back to a Bitmain repair center to have the work done on it. What I've found in the past is uh, typically they'll have 90 to 180 day warranty on their gear. If there's a problem within that time frame, send it back. You might not get it back for a month or so, but they do a pretty good job of turning it around and fixing it. After that, you can still send it to them. You just need to pay them some money to repair it. I don't know, maybe $100 to $200 per miner. So with the old gear that I've got, you know, the Amminer S9s and L3s and stuff like that, I can buy used miners for less than it costs to repair it. So we're in the stage of repair and consolidation. So when I'll have a miner maintenance day on these, these older miners, first take all the ones off the, the racks that are running cold or, or blinking lights or seem to have only one or two hash boards running, stack them up in a pile, and then set up a little test network. So I don't like uh, when I'm troubleshooting miners having to hunt them down on the main network i'll set up a little test network uh, and there's a few different ways to do that on your firewall uh, just make sure it can get to the internet and, and then when you plug a miner in you can do a quick scan a network scan of the test network i like using a, a network scan program called called nmap it'll just do a quick scan it'll tell you what ip addresses are active whether they're mining or not and then you can just open up the web browser to that ip address so uh, plug a miner in actually i'll have two or three going at the same time just make sure they don't you, you don't confuse which one's which. So plug a miner in, and if it gets an IP address, great. It usually means the control board's running. And then, got to check the fans. So I like to check the fans with like a plastic fork, just kind of you could get at a restaurant because uh, it doesn't break the fan blade. So I'll kind of stick it in there and see if the fan is running. Now, if one fan's running and the other isn't. Both fans might be spinning because of the air getting pushed, but if you use a plastic fork, you can pretty much see if the fan's running or not. Okay, so if the fan's bad, then replace it with a spare fan. Next is the hash boards. So I'll usually take this opportunity, even though we, we have filters, to uh, open up the miner and clean out the hash boards. I used to blow them out with air compressor, but that, that's a pain in the butt. So now I just have these anti-static brushes, and I brush all the, the, the stuff off the boards, one of my uh, business partners, he doesn't even like to open them up. We've got this little air blower. He just blows them out from the back and says it gets most of the stuff out. So whatever way, you want to clean the hash boards. Uh, and then you want to have a – at the end of the process, you want to have a miner that has three or four, anyway, fully working hash boards. So I don't know how to repair hash boards right now. Um, I suspect that in most cases hash boards go bad because they have a problem with the power section. Uh, which could be the grounding capacitors or the um, other power parts on it. And then someday, maybe I'll learn how to re replace, uh, troubleshoot and repair those parts. But meanwhile, right now, I identify bad hash boards and take them out and stick good hash boards in. So uh, after reassembling the miner, let it run for a little while, check the web page and say, okay, great. Three good hash boards, or for an L3, four good hash boards. Got a fully working miner. Put that in a stack, and then do the, do the next miner. So you can go through and do a lot of minor updates, repair, consolidation, uh, and, and do it in a batch. Uh, one of my business partners, his sons, is interested in doing it. So uh, I've taught them how to do this clean and consolidation of the miners and pay them some money to do that. It's worth it to me. It's worth it to them. Uh, so that works out nicely. Okay, so that's uh, the process to, to work on your ASIC miners and, and get them going. And remember, 
keep your costs down. So when you're going to buy spare parts, certainly you know buy spare control boards and 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 spare power and and spare fans, but don't buy don't buy replacement hash boards. Um, it's usually in most cases it's less expensive to buy a new miner. So that's the review where we are. Uh, again, my my takeaways from this are. Uh, just because of the supply disruptions in China and the upcoming happening, my recommendation is now is the time to work on your infrastructure to make sure it's all ready to go because you don't want to buy miners and have them sitting on a pallet waiting for your infrastructure. Um, look to buy uh, used or new miners in June, July, August time frame to plug them in. Treat your mining as a business. Uh, so make sure you identify uh, money invested, cash flows, payoff periods, and pay your taxes. This is uh, tax season coming up, so look to see what your expenses and your income were and get all that to your accountant and get your K-1s and get your taxes done. All right, this is Block Up signing off in uh, on March 6, 2020. Happy mining. Happy mining.